Thank you again um, to join us in Revelation Hour this morning. Um, before we do that, before we start everything, I just would like to open up in prayer. Um, Marcia, would you be okay to open up in prayer for us? Please, yes, good morning. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that this is the day that you have made and we can truly rejoice and be glad in this day. We thank you so much for your presence. We thank you so much for your revelation. We thank you so much for giving us divine wisdom. And we thank you, Father, for the, thing, the words that you put in our mouths and for the, the thoughts that you will put in the hearts of each and every single one of us. Father, we just pray that from today, we will actually learn something new and that all the things that we actually hear today, we will not only be hearers, but we will also be doers, Father. And we thank you so much. We thank you so much. And we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, good morning again, everyone, and welcome again to um, Revelation Hour, Saturday morning from 10 a.m. Um, just before we start again, um, some house rule, I would say, uh, so you're all stuck in home, um, <laughs> I would say, um, just let you know that we are available, um, have an email address if you want to send us question, comment, videos uh you can either do that by the normal whatsapp group that we have or reach us to info at revelationout.co.uk uh we're not broadcasting on facebook and youtube this week but we will be doing this from next week on word as well so if you want to invite uh other people to listen to please feel free to do so also the link that's sent to you guys you can forward it to whatever you think might be interesting to to hear listen um how are you doing babe i'm fine thank you you sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm good yeah it's one of your favorite topic today uh -huh, that we're going to be sharing uh this morning and also um we going to be joined by uh, a guest um uh william hunter if you know him he will talk to us a little bit in relation to seed and, and planting and so on and give his own uh, experience as well. Um, so we want to give the opportunity for different ones to come uh, to share the experience, but also bring in the expertise. Uh, as we said at the beginning, listen, I am not expert when it comes to certain things, believe me, uh, I'm still a novice. And even this topic now, um, I'll probably be the quietest. Uh, I think Marcia probably will be saying more than I do. But I, as we said and last week and days before, weeks before, we want to begin, as we mentioned it, to have this kind of begin to build a community within a community. And, and I think this is an opportunity for us to begin to learn how to do that. And, and one of the things that my daughter uh, asked me as she was listening uh, last week, she was telling me, that is great. I love the show. One thing that I want to know is, you know, I want to know how to make my own food in that sense, because if I don't know how to make my own food, basically, if those times come or when they come and we're still here, then how are we going to do it? 
And it kind of made me think about, do you know what? What is the first thing that when it comes to survival or when it comes to building a community that's relevant and very important is food, isn't it? No? Don't you think, babe? Yeah, definitely. It's one of my, you know, I'm constantly speaking to people about food, more so about health and, and nutrition and how that relates. Um, so most definitely, when she said that, I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so we we thought that there's many ways to, to begin this, this, this um, um, community within a community. And and are things that as we go along over the next few weeks are the, the Lord allows and, and, you know, give us insight and people to be able to come and share and, ex, you know, bring the experience into it. Uh, we want to learn from it, but we want to begin to put it into practice. You know, those times, as I said before, those times are not here yet in the sense that we still have the freedom and the liberty to pretty much do, you know, what we can, what we want without being targeted. So I think this is a very good opportunity for us to begin to learn new skills um, in preparation of those, those times. So what we want to do today, we want to begin to look into the seed. Now, I have, like I said, I have no knowledge and no understanding. If you're telling me we want to plant a seed, my first thing that's going to be, it will be, okay, what can we plant? And I'll probably be thinking about the things that I want to eat, whether think, without thinking about how nutritious it is, um, how the, the calories and so on. I won't think about this. I just think, oh, I like that. So I can I plant this. But I think you, you must take this into a perspective, don't you think? Hmm. I think it's, you know, it's quite interesting that you said I would plant what I, what I want to eat. And I think that's also very important um, because the thing is, from one household to another it's all very different because everyone's diets are different so mm -hmm. we could actually say okay we enjoy eating sweet potatoes for example some people could not stand sweet potatoes mm. um or they may say i want to i want to eat kale and some people are like, i'm not eating that rabbit food <laughs> um so it's just like you know everyone's different um and i think it's important that when we are thinking about about growing our own food um which we'll get onto later i think it's important to Think about what you enjoy eating, what mm. you actually do eat at the moment. These are the practicalities because otherwise you end up wasting a lot of money, mm. possibly on seed or a lot of time trying to nurture something that you don't actually really love. And I, I think, you know, when you see me in the garden, he's always laughing at me because I kind of talk to my plants and I, you know, my mum my used to do this when I was younger and I used to look at her like she was off her rocker, you know, she was crazy. Um, but the thing is, I look, I look now, I look and I'm the one who's doing that. It's quite interesting. I'm walking into my mother. But um, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I just love being in the garden. Um, and there's a reason for that, you know, when we're close to nature, we're close to God, right? Mm. Um, because he is, we see him in everything, everything. Um, and, you know, when we're also, there are so many benefits for gardening um, and to gardening, because the thing is when we're actually in touch with the soil, when the soil is good and it's, it has nutrition in there, but it's really good when we actually put our hands in there. It's really good for our microbiome. It actually feeds our bacteria, <laughs> which is amazing. So God has made... You've, you've got to do a topic on microbiome yeah, at some stage. Like, you can't run away saying, from I it. I know, I will. But it's just like he, it feeds the soil itself, feeds our microbiome. And the thing is, as we're feeding our microbiome, our, our bacteria, our good and bad bacteria are being fed. And when we're feeding our good and bad bacteria, it's actually creating 
uh, a colony. It's creating like a village of really healthy bacteria. So it's just like gardening is, and it's also known to be relaxing. It's also known to, because I, I mean, physically I, I know, yeah, it's sometimes it's, it's a bit hard work, but it's really, really so relaxing and it's so fulfilling to be out in the garden and, and being out in the fresh air, um, well, freshish air, and um, just to be at one with nature. It's, it has so many benefits mentally for us as well. And some people just think of the garden as just, oh, I'm not going out there. You know, and I know people who just are really averse to going in the garden, but when you actually begin to start growing things, it's just, and I don't, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm definitely not an expert gardener, but I grow basic things. But the pleasure that you get out of that is just phenomenal. Um, but also the health benefits are fantastic. Fantastic. Um, as I said, we've got our, um, one of our guests here that we'd like to invite to join us. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, William, um, if you hear, uh, say hi to everyone. Um, you hear William? Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, loud and clear. Fantastic. It's lovely to have you having with us. Um, oh, I thank you so much. Good. I, I want to start with, with you. And, and I think, Marcel, you got a couple of questions to ask in terms of, of gardening, in terms of planting and, and yeah. so on. Yeah. And the thing is, I think it's really interesting to have William on because he's not only gardened in, in England, he's also gardened back home in um, Zambia. So I, I, for me, I'm always interested in what people do. And you can, by sitting down with people and listening to what they've done, you pick up so many tips. Um, and I think it's really, really useful. So, so William, I wanted to speak about your experiences. Hold on a second. Yeah. Before, before we do that, yeah. I want to ask you, every, everyone who's listening here, if you have any questions, please feel free to send your question out and we will make sure that we can answer or possibly William can answer as well. So we want it to be as interactive as possible. But yeah, feel free to send a question. Feel free to send your comment uh, as we uh, speak with, with William about different things. And also your experiences as well. Absolutely. Some of the things that you've grown, you've found really useful. Yeah. Um, what, how you kind of, if you started with something, what kind of, what, what did you start with and, and what was your crop like? And, and, you know, just thinking about spaces as well. Some people, you know, things I've spoken to people, because when I speak to my clients, I always speak to them about growing their own um, and even possibly just having like a pot of herbs that they can go to. And they always go, oh, but I've, I live in a flat, I haven't got any space. And I say, how big is your windowsill? If you've got a space on a windowsill, you can get, a, you can get a, a small planter and you can put some herbs in there. The herbs that you use, thyme, beautiful herb, very good for so many systems of the body. Peppermint, excellent for digestion, you know. It, it, all these wonderful things that, you know, maybe with a peppermint, it tends to spread a lot, so it takes over things. But you can put it in a little pot, grow it nicely. Basil, extremely good for the brain, really, really brings clarity to the mind, just literally by chewing on a piece of basil. It's, and, and the thing is, you can have things like this, you know, in, in a flat, in a small space, in a planter on your windowsill, and you can grow them like that. So it's, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll speak to, to William now. So William, William, okay. really thankful for you to, for being on the show today. Thanks so much for coming on. You're and welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about, about what your experiences are in terms of when did you start? What was the, your first experience of planting and, and growing your own, your own food? Well, um, back home in Zambia, um, at the age of about 10 years old, we moved out to a farm Wonderful. in the rural area. Mm -hmm. 
which was about five acres, not very big. And uh, uh, my mum was kind of like in charge of the farm and my dad used to work in the city. Okay. But uh, always being with my mum taught me a lot about growing stuff. And we, we grew stuff that were quite common in Zambia, like kale. But alongside with that, we also used to grow pumpkins and we could eat the pumpkin leaves. Mm -hmm. And uh, a, a, a unique thing about pumpkin leaves as well is that you can dry them. Fantastic. And so by drying them, you preserve them and you can eat them months yeah. later. Yeah. Oh. Another thing we used to grow is sweet potatoes. Mm. And you can eat the sweet potato leaves as well and cook them um, like uh, uh, like spinach or something. That's great. I didn't know that. Uh, Funny fun enough, also, we, we used to grow cassava and you can eat cassava leaves as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't know if many, many people know that. Yeah, I do. Um, we had a lot of fruit on, on the farm. And, well, the good thing about the farms in Zambia is you could pick the fruit off the trees. So it was sun ripened and very sweet mm -hmm. and natural. Mm -hmm. uh, we grew mangoes, oranges, um, pomegranates, papaya, which we used to call pawpaw, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they, they really grow massive in Zambia. They're, mm -hmm. they're like melons. I yeah. love them. When I go to Jamaica, yeah. that's what I just love having. It's, it's one of my favorite fruit. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, sorry, one more thing. Um, Apart from growing uh, vegetables and fruits, another thing we used to do is dry meat. We used to, wow. we used to get meat, cut it into strips, mm. you know, season it, dry it in the sun and mm. uh, hang it up to dry until it's totally um, uh, all the liquid is out of it and it's just dry meat and we used to eat that as well. Is that, is that what you see like in the shops, like the biltong kind of thing? Is that yes, what, that's, that's exactly what it is, yeah. I was eating that a lot. I remember a colleague of mine, she said, oh, yeah. I love biltong, and I was like, oh, how disgusting. <laughs> but, um, well, it's nice, because like, I had one of, my, one of my yeah. colleague work with him doing that as well. He was trying yeah. meat, and he actually it. brought it to work, and yeah. it was nice. Love yeah. it. So this Loved is, it. Yeah, it's delicious, yeah. <laughs> I have a few yeah. questions here. Um, some of our listeners have been sending it. Actually, four questions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more in relation to you uh, here so i'm gonna ask i'm gonna go through those questions so uh one person said is it true we have to leave the soil to rest for seven years otherwise the soil depletes depletes uh i've heard of that uh but what we used to practice on our little farm was um crop rotation crop rotation i was gonna say yeah what so we wouldn't yeah. wouldn't grow the same thing in the same plot that's right you know over and over yeah mm -hmm. we would rotate and we had the farm um marked out into different areas mm. so we'd grow the maize over this way one one year mm. move it around to the next area the next year mm. ground nuts mm. um vegetable patches you know mm. for kale and pumpkins so crop rotation was the method we followed here. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And I think, I think but, uh, I, yeah. Go ahead, William. Yeah, but I have heard about the leaving the land for seven uh, uh, in the seventh year. I've, mm. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think which is a biblical thing, biblical, isn't it? I was going to say it's a biblical principle. Um, 
And I think that they were saying that from after the seven years, you will find that your land produces more. Um, yes. In terms of the yeah. yield of the crop, but also in terms of crop rotation, I think it's such a good thing because as you were saying, it's just, if you think about the nutritional value, because I think a lot of the time we just plant things, we don't think of the nutritional value of what we're growing. Mm. So if you think yeah. about crop rotation, it's amazing and it's so good because what you're doing is you're putting different nutrients with whatever you're growing into the ground. So for example, if you're growing sweet potatoes, the, the value, the nutritional value of sweet potatoes is known to have a, amazing colossal amounts of vitamin A. So the thing is, if you actually think about that, you're growing sweet potatoes one year, but then the following year you could grow kale, which has got lots of folic acid. It's got fiber. It's got all of these different things, nutrient value, nutritional value. So you're actually rotating in the ground, for example. And it, you know what I love the way that God has made it is that from the soil all the way through, it's made it that we need biodiversity. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So the thing is when we actually have biodiversity from the soil all the way through into our bodies, and this is why our bodies also, and I go get back again to microbiome, mm -hmm. it's biodiversity of, of what's going in our guts. So the thing is, he's, and that's why I say God is amazing. You know, the, the little things that he shows us, it's just like, wow, you know, when you put it all together, biodiversity is so key in order to for us to flourish not only as human beings but for also for our worlds to flourish our soil to flourish for for us to flourish generally in in our whole ecosystem mm. is is very it's important so yeah it's great thank you now let's talk about those who live in flats this is a very very important question here i live in a flat i don't have a garden how can i grow my own food oh william do you want to start with that well uh planters pots uh grow bags mm -hmm. i would say yeah. and um uh, i've got some seed here that i got from my neighbor so i'm planning to um plant out some kale into some pots mm -hmm. yeah so that's mm -hmm. my yeah. view on that yeah good fantastic you guys you guys are smashing it another question <laughs> is is it possible to grow organic food how do you grow plants without pesticides oh, yeah. do you want to go with that william but you can go uh, any of you. I, I was watching some videos that Sister Flo sent me last night. Mm. And she's been grow she's got um an allotment Beautiful. near where she lives. She's been growing all these vegetables I've been mentioning, the kale and the pumpkin leaves and everything. Mm. And she says she's growing them organically. Mm. So she's having to deal with uh, certain pests. Yeah. But she's trying as much, as much as possible not to introduce uh, chemicals. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. covers um, her little. She's she has little boxes in which she grows her her veg. Mm -hmm. She covers them with netting yeah. to to try and keep out as much insects as possible. Mm. Mm. Another way as well to actually grow organically is that of, of course the soil is organic. You can get organic soil. But mm -hmm. the other thing is that in order for the, the pesticides, you can actually use aromatherapy oils. Um, mm -hmm. ar there are certain aromatherapy oils that you can spray, things like peppermint. Um, certain, certain oils you can't because they're toxic. Um, but the thing is, peppermint oil, can it, the, the, the bugs don't like um, things like that, those oils. So they literally, they're averse to the smells. Um, so, and also it just kills them. So you can actually, you can actually spray those onto your plants um and onto your vegetables certain oils you can't spray onto onto your veg um mm -hmm. and onto your plants because it will kill them um especially like flowers they, they just, certain plants just don't work that way 
um, but there are lists and lists and lists of them that you can actually spray naturally and you can actually because aromatherapy oils they are plant-based you know flower-based um, so it's almost like giving them the food that they need and giving the repellents using the repellents that they are happy with using so you can do that in a natural way as well fantastic i've got another question there's been quite a lot of question flying around and thank you so much for for those questions um i don't have a sun facing balcony we don't have much sunlight directed at us what food can i grow that require low sunlight william oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> i was distracted i was um trying to see if um i had invited somebody to join the show so mm -hmm. I was trying to see if she had come on to it. Mm. <laughs> so uh, you were talking about... About um, having a, a, sun, a south facing bank balcony, so not enough sunlight to actually grow things. Directly. Oh, yes. Yeah. I kind of like caught uh, the gist of that a bit. Mm. Um, oh, that's an interesting one. I do know that uh, in some countries, especially in Holland, they use... Um, light uh light bulbs certain yeah. that give off a certain uh, ambience mm -hmm. for growing crops mm -hmm. uh, in uh buildings yes so i don't know if that can work uh, yeah i think i've seen i, I yeah. think i've seen that i've seen definitely especially for the for the um, for some of the plants that we won't the mention it. Plants, yeah. the, the, the naughty plant that's but what they're actually not naughty i but think no, being able to be <laughs> way it's used yeah. i mean cannabis is an amazing plant it's, it has such medicinal purposes but it's just been used just in the medicinal way. people yeah um, else, no but i think it is i mean in, in jamaica it's mm. used medicinally um mm. my 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 aunts and everyone use it for mm. period pains all sorts of different pains aches inflammation it's an, a phenomenal herb but it's just been used in a completely different mm. way um, so it has extremely great medicinal properties. But the thing is, yes, they use lamps. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a UV lamp. You can grow it that way. So mm -hmm. you can actually just put the yes. lamp on at certain times of the day. So it doesn't need to be on all the time to mm -hmm. burn loads of electricity. Um, and you can grow that way. You can just have that facing those plants, those particular plants in order for them to grow. And certain, certain plants and veg don't need a lot of light mm. to grow. Um, so it's just finding out what those are um, and then being able to grow them. And, and as I said, sometimes what we do is get so excited about growing all these different things. Just grow what you know you're going to eat. <laughs> um, if you're not going to eat it, don't grow it because it's a waste of, it's a waste of, of your time. And also it'll be a waste because you won't eat it um unless you're growing it to give it away mm -hmm. um, which is a great thing but and you just want to practice with something but try and grow the things that you know you would eat mm -hmm. um so i know that potatoes tend tend not to really need a lot because if you think about things that are under the ground they don't really need a lot so mm -hmm. much so much light so you can actually put the uv light on them mm. brilliant um i think that's a question for you um mars um essential oil are concentrating and potent do you have to dilute the peppermint yes. oil yes. with water yes definitely um, so you don't need a lot. You only need a few drops. So if you were to have um, in a spray bottle, sometimes about a litre, a litre and a half. Um, so you don't need probably probably only about five or ten drops. You don't need a lot in there. Um, and you find that it will work really nicely. I'll, what I'll do is there's a link for someone I follow. Um, I, all these links, I will send them to to the um, Revelation Hour WhatsApp group. So you can begin to follow the people that I've followed and, you know, you get lots and lots of hints and tips from them um, and they grow, these people grow organically. They, she, this, this family, they use aromatherapy oils for everything. They've written books on it. 
published in how many languages and she she uses she actually has um she had autoimmune diff different things going on with her so she's actually cleared out their house so their whole life is about living and using aromatherapies and they use it for, they use them for everything so um yeah fantastic and another question again is growing your own food expensive oh, i.e soil equipment yeah. etc she basically said for those who don't have much budget mm. so roughly how much do we need to invest to start this or some of the question has been floating okay. around so william what would you say we'll both give up give our take on it i think i think it'd be useful for both of us because we've lived in um different different ways i mean william is, is his garden is is constant because he's always lived in the same kind of place we've moved from place to place so um because we rent so we're mo we've moved from place to place so sometimes what, what's happened or the place that we move from i had to leave particular things there that we began to grow so i had to kind of start again when we moved here um and when we moved here we didn't have a lot and i was about to give up on gardening and Sean mark said don't give up <laughs> you know um don't give up um please keep going with your garden i'm like and we our garden is very small in comparison to the garden that we used to have um so i we don't have a lot of space and when we first moved i didn't have a lot of time um, because i was working tons and tons um but the little bit of time that i did have he said just start planting again um so with about an hour or two um per week what i would do more so at the weekend i would take a little bit of time out of that um we bought planters on ebay um 10 pound yeah. it cost us so 10 pound five cent on each wooden ones um but also another way that my brother was saying is to buy these what do you call them pallets pallets oh, um, to, to, you can get pallets from get pallets from, for free for free from from stores yeah. from b and q yeah. things yeah. that they want to get, get rid of yeah. you can get those pallets from there and if you know anyone or if you very handy you can you can literally take them apart so you can take the wood apart and what you do is then you just make your own planters and you can paint them yourself i think the paint cost me five pounds or something it cost me five pounds from wilkinson's um i painted the boxes um i'll show you i'll, I'll send a picture and um, on the whatsapp of what we did um and then i just went to a what i do is to find my because i generally grow herbs because that's my thing um and I grow a bit of, I grow vegetables, a few vegetables, so things like spring onions, garlics, the different things that we put together, um, so things that we use. Um, and then what I did was go to um, different places where they sold like the end range of plants. So I could get plants for 50p or a pound. Um, most of my herbs, I mean, the, it's, it's quite interesting. The more you spend on a herb sometimes is the less it, it grows and then it dies. <laughs> Um, but this, these herbs that I, I bought, literally the dill and the, the, the melissa, which is lemon balm, which you can literally put in, in teas and you can use it for teas. It's, it's known to really affect the nervous system. And it's, it's amazing. If you can't sleep well, melissa is really good as valerian as well. It's good. But melissa, this, I literally went in the garden last night, picked some off it because, and it's a perennial, so it grows year after year. So that's the beautiful thing about gardening. There are certain plants that are herbs that you can get, especially herbs that they will keep coming back year after year so once you've invested in them it's a it's a lifelong investment wherever you are you can take those plants with you you can take those herbs with you and you don't actually have to keep planting them all you and herbs are easy because you don't you just literally water them and they just do what they need to do and you just cut them back when you need to and 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 that's what i love herbs are really easy to actually generally easy to keep um so 
I think my the herbs that I've got in the garden at the moment they cost me less than five pounds um I was able to actually buy them um in a small there's a small plant um and they're growing they they're really huge um well the dill and the and the melissa are so I think they cost me one pound fifty both of them the soil if you're getting organic soil it's going to be more expensive as I said you can use aromatherapy oils but even organic soil about ten pounds or something um depending on how much you're going to be using and that bag if you're in a small space it will last you for a long time um and then you can actually just get little planters you can and the planters even if you're not making them you can get them for a couple of pounds each um if you're using plastic planters and some people are a bit funny about plastics because they're saying that the plastics then go into the soil um i'm not as fussy as that but um, um i'm not as finicky as that but the thing is it's something that if you wanted to use wood um wood is is normally good as long as you 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 kind of make sure that it's sealed properly so that the toxins don't come come up into the soil um and yeah water and sun and if you don't have sun a bit of a lamp um but generally I, and that's what i love about growing things it's it's not if it's not overly complicated yeah when you get a bit deeper into it it's it's a bit more but you're learning as you go and it's amazing to put put a seed in the ground and then just see what comes and that you can actually eat that you can use that I think it's phenomenal the way that God has made And things. I was going to mention it. I mean, other places has been mentioned as well. Um, Sister Flo here says that go on free go or free cycle for yep, free things. Yep, yep. As well as Wilco is also yep, very good for very cheap good. seed packets. Yes. So there are many places. And, and, and I think the, the key things, it seems like maybe the media, the information that we get from media may look like it's so expensive and yeah. complicated yeah. to do it mm. but it's not no. it is not no. and, and i think that as you said the way god's met said as long as you got a good soil for mm. it you can pretty plant anything yeah. am i correct or not yeah and the thing is there are ways that you can test your soil there are soil tester kits for you can check to see and they're not expensive they? they're less than 10 pounds so you can check to see what type of soil you have so that can actually save you a bit of money in the long run, because what you can do is you can find out the type of soil that you have. So you know which plants or which herbs to plant or which vegetables to plant um, and the type of soil that you have. So that could save you a bit of money and time as well. Um, and if you're wanting the lovely thing as well is that you can plant certain flowers in between your herbs or in between your vegetables. And it actually helps to, to make the soil more nutritious. Um, you know my, my brother's really good at you know with all the planting and stuff so he's constantly giving me tips of what to do and what not to do and they have a greenhouse um and in their greenhouse they grow like bonnet peppers tomatoes um they grow all sorts all year at strawberries in there like but they put them i mean there's in there when you walk in there there's no spaces there but they hang things off the top of the the ceiling of the the greenhouse so they can they you know they've got they've got these these things that hang up and then the the, the tomato these sorry the tomatoes and the strawberries are growing downwards so sometimes we think oh we haven't got space but you can also hang you can get hanging things that can actually you can grow things from as well that's so amazing um we're gonna go to the next question a bit later um but i want to ask you both of you a questions you know we talked about planting different vegetable you mentioned about kale that's very good here and we as a matter of fact we've got a video of and i wanted to, before showing this video just uh, i wanted to ask you this question what do you think would be the best 
vegetables to plants, things that will help us in terms of nutrition, help us in terms of our body. Because as I said at the beginning, we can plant pretty much anything. And mm. you mentioned it's good to plant things that you like. Mm. And obviously more vegetables are good for you. But what would you think would be some of the best vegetables that we could begin to to learn how to plant and to learn how to produce for ourselves? I think as well, for me, I, I never um, neglect herbs as well um, because vegetables are good, um, but you need seasoning on your vegetables. <laughs> and um, yeah. a really good way to get um, really good nutritional value from your vegetables is to actually add herbs. And it's really, I think, an aromatic garden, when you actually go into a garden and you smell herbs as well, not just have vegetables, it's, it's just so satisfying. <laughs> that is the word to use, it's so satisfying. I just love the smell of herbs in a garden. Um, so to actually grow both is really, really good. So for me to actually begin to grow, um, basically things like, basic things that you would use, the lettuces, the carrots, spring onions, for me, because this is what we use. Um, I know for me, the nutritional value of carrots, as I've said, vitamin A, extremely full of vitamin A, brilliant antioxidant, antioxidants clear all, help to clear all the toxins out of the body um, and then regenerate our bodies in such a way that it just strengthens our body, strengthens our eyes, um, gives us energy. Um, so antioxidants are amazing. So anything that is, I, as we say, we always say, eat the color of the rainbow. If you can eat the color of the rainbow, that's great. So if you're thinking about growing anything, things like tomatoes, people always so, so lovely to grow and so nutritious. Alkaline, they're alkaline in the body. People think they're acidic, but they're not. They actually, in the body, when they go into the body, they, they actually have a way of alkalizing. Um, so the thing is, when we think about alkaline foods, they actually bring about a beautiful balance in the gut where they neutralize our gut. So if you're eating anything that is, is really acidic, um, and which is processed or which is not really good for you actually helps to actually balance that out helps to cleanse the system so so beautiful spring onions you, you see it's like when you, you an onion is just like really known for cleansing really known for really helping the system to get well when someone's ill you actually they used to say if you boil have onion tea for colds really good to review, remove, remove mucus from the body really really good for that so spring onions if you're eating them in that way green as well you see the tops you see the bottoms and the tops really really good nutritional value as well um it's just you know i could go on and on in terms of herbs rosemary um definitely thyme because it's used in so many so many so many dishes as well it gives a lovely flavor we have fresh thyme in the garden, use it for things like rice and peas. We use it for, in our, you know, use it in the stews, use it in all sorts of different things. And it's nice to go and just be able to cut that. You can boil it as a tea as well. Extremely cleansing. If you have any kind of infections or anything like that, really good, um, really good for the body. Um, peppermint goes without saying really, really great for the peppermint. Peppermint is, is just really good for the digestive system. Really good cleansing, really good to actually settle the stomach um it got, it got, i could go on and on and on you know? I, mean, I mean this is this is incredible I, I think that when we're talking about building a community within a community being practical this is the thing that we need to do now and i'm so thankful for the lord to giving us this opportunity the timing for us to begin to learn how to do things and to practice those things um one of the things that i wanted to ask you and we talked about 
all this nutrition and nutrient. And I love my wife as she's going to detail and explain why it's so beneficial. Because for me, I will not go and sit down on the table and eating some vegetable. I'm the type of guy, I love my meat. I used to, I used to love my meat. I love to eat my rice, I love to eat my heavy food. But the way she's beginning to explain to me the benefits and the disadvantage of certain foods that I was eating, it kind of really work on me now. So now, when she's saying, have some salads, I said, no problem. When she said, have some spinach, I said, okay. When she said, have some kale, oh, listen, I used to eat kale. I mean, um, uh, William, as you hear, you say you grow kale, isn't it? Mm. It's grown kale, yeah. Yeah, I used to, yeah, I mean, yeah. sorry guys, but that's what yeah. I, feel, I used to feel about vegetables. Yeah. But okay. now I realize that, and, and I love the scripture that, God said in the book of Genesis, mm. he said, of every green yeah. plant and seed I've given you, I've given you for food. When he created the earth, men and women were oh, eating, yeah. were vegetarian. Yeah. That was, is the basis Plant food, seeds. planted seed. That's what God gave for mm. us for food. Until sin entered, we were not eating meat. We were eating mostly planted seed. And mm. God created every seed every plant for food That's but it's not only for food it's also for the benefit of our body mm-hmm. you know the the, the the benefit that he has on our body i mean you spoke about words that i couldn't even say now because i have not understand the alkaline and the <laughs> microbiome you know one of our listeners was saying last week you know that you kind of put us to shame with your science science and biology chemical um lessons but the truth is God has given us plant and seed for food and he has this beneficial. And I truly believe that as we build this community within the community, we need to learn to understand what God has given us for food and we need to apply what God has given us for food. And God has given us this opportunity now to use it. Another question that was asked, which I think is so relevant, what are the best medicinal plants to grow and start? Because it's not only the food that God has given us for us as a nutrient, it's also the effect of healings taking place in our body through those plants. Mm. So are you able to answer these questions? There are so many. Um, There are so many. Um, But the thing is, if you actually think of it, vegetables have medicinal purposes as well. So the thing is, sometimes what we think of, we think of maybe just a herb being medicinal. But, But vegetables, food is medicinal. We can use food as medicine. So when we're talking about things like this, do, do, do we realize that most of the illnesses that we have, the diseases that we find, they're actually caused by vitamin and mineral deficiencies? So if we actually think about that, there are vitamins and minerals in our foods. If we get the right balance of vitamins and minerals, we actually create balance, equilibrium in the body. Once the body is balanced, it's actually working completely fine in the way that it's meant to because it has the right vitamins, it has the right minerals, it has the right balance. And this is what God has created. God created us to have balance in the body um, and in generally in life. And he's created everything for us. But the thing is, what happens is sometimes what we think is the better thing for us, such as a processed food, such as a McDonald's or a Kentucky Fried oh Chicken, um, is, is, is just not it's not it's plastic food i call it plastic food because the thing is god didn't make that food man made that food and the thing is if we actually look if we go back and we just eat whole foods we eat whole grains 
we eat foods in its natural status, we are fine. We are fine. Our bodies will be fine. I'm so grateful for it. Um, and so this is why I, I really am extremely passionate about this. For me, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a herbalist. Yeah, I trained in health, health and, and beauty. That's what I did. But my passion is that people will eat real food because I went off track and I became really ill because of it. And the thing is, I really am extremely passionate that people will eat just real food, real food, just basic food. Do you know what? I'm going to echo one of our listeners who says this on their WhatsApp. Say, I am chucking out my cakes and biscuit going to have a smoothie this morning. <laughs> I tell you, I will definitely, you know. <laughs> my wife is laughing and she said, yes, yes, absolutely. I tell you. Um, another question here. Can you give us a quick, basic summary, short explanation of microbiome. I think okay. you mentioned this word over the last yeah, few weeks since true. we started and, and we, to. And we okay. want to know at least the basis okay. of it. So the basis of the microbiome, if we think about the microbiome as a, a colony, um, it's a village. I, I actually think of it as a village. In that village, you have um, lots of different, different people within that village. And the thing is, in order for that village to run smoothly, so, but if you start taking certain things out of that village, that village doesn't run as smoothly. And that's the way that I see the microbiome. The microbiome, you have microbiome on the skin. So our skin is our largest organ. Yeah. So our skin is our largest organ. So through, and, and the thing is, there's microbiome all over our skin. The thing is, what, what happens is, happened with, with our skin, for example, is that we have begun to put all sorts on our skin. And I, I love the fact that, you know, people like a free people like um, Merle, they're actually doing natural products for skin. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, people look at their skin and they don't see it as important to, to, as to what they put on their skin. The makeup we put on our faces, the things that we put on our hair, remember our scalp is also absorbing. You know, um, it, it's, so the thing is, when we actually put things on there, it can disrupt the balance of that village or that colony. Now, the thing is, in the gut, <laughs> That's a different story. Of course, the skin is open to all the elements as well. So it's not just the things that we put on, on, on our skin physically. It's also the things that we're open to um, as well. So the toxins in the air, the EMFs and all of these things. So also, we also have a, a similar, we have a same kind of colony in our gut. But in our gut, it's, it's even more detrimental because that's where our immunity, most of our immunity is based so this is why when I'm speaking to people about the time now is that if you eat well, do we realize that when we eat sugar, our immunity depletes by 50% straight away? Wow. Straight away when we, when we eat sugar. Yeah. So sugar, what, what do you mean? What type of sugar? sugar. Are we talking like uh, any raw type sugar, of raw sugar? Pure, pure white sugar. It doesn't include fruits. No, it doesn't include fruits. No, glucose is different. So the thing is it breaks down different in the body. So if we eat sugar straight away, our immunity is down. Yep. So, and it causes so many different diseases. So it goes into our gut. It causes havoc. So this is why I said, if we don't eat plastic foods, we don't eat processed foods, we don't eat foods that are actually going to be causing so much problems for that colony in our gut, then we, we'll, we're all good. But the moment that we begin to actually expose our body, our gut to all of those things, and it's not just the foods that we eat, it's the sleep that we get. It's also the stress that is on our body through, through the different things that we're going on in life. It, it goes through the trauma that we've been through in our lives. And if we haven't dealt with it, the things that we hold on to in terms of the, those traumas, if we haven't dealt with those things, it, it goes, there's so many different things that affect the microbiome. 
yeah so the thing is that's why i said i need to teach on it it's not something and that's a quick overview so literally we have we have the microbiome which was on our skin we also have the microbiome which is in our gut yeah so the thing is those two areas need to be taken care of and they need to be nurtured in order for us to actually get the balance of good and bad bacteria because we need and the thing is people have always given bacteria really bad bad press we need bacteria this is why it's important for us to go in the garden because we need the bacteria from the soil <laughs> and um, that bacteria from the soil also feeds the microbiome on our skin on our hands and that goes into our gut and then it goes into our gut and we've got a really happy place She's and it's so just really really oh her. i just love this topic but then it's just like because it's such a breakthrough topic and mm. there and the thing is there is millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds dollars everything going into this topic because people are realizing that the one of the root causes hippocrates said the root cause every disease begins in the gut in he the said gut. that hundreds of years ago mm. and the thing is people didn't understand that and i always say i always go back to the oldies but goodies they're the people who studied years ago what was good for us, but then we veer off and we think we know better. We begin to introduce all these wonderful, um, supernatural, wonderful foods, you know, not supernatural, but these wonderful superfoods, which they call super superfoods. And the thing is, sometimes they're just not good for us. And the plastic foods are definitely not good for our, for our microbiome. It destroys our microbiome. And the thing is, if we actually put not natural, raw, whole, beautiful foods into our stomach we can reverse disease we can actually become better we can think clearer sometimes we can't even think straight because we've, we've got brain fog because we're eating the wrong foods we sleep better we are sharper we can do the things that god has called for us to do and this is my mission is that we are well we are whole we are fit and we can do what god has called for us to do because we've not got ailments and illnesses and sore legs and you know then sicknesses and diseases we don't have that we are well, we are whole, we are, we are completely just doing what we need to do in terms of our health so we can fulfill our godly purpose and mandates. Yes, fantastic. Amen. So I would say to those people this morning, unfortunately, if you were thinking about having a McDonald's for breakfast or for lunch, <laughs> um, I think this is nothing awfully that would just deter you to eat, I would call it plastic food. Um, there's another question here. Um, to be honest, I have no idea. So I'm going to hand it over to you as I did today because that is definitely not my expertise of area. And I'm, I'm like you guys. I'm just chucking in every information. And somebody said knowledge is power. And I completely agree with that. And I'm taking it all in. Can we use shun guide crystals to neutralize radiation as Christians are allowed to have? As Christians, are we allowed to have crystals? I'm not sure. Shun guide crystals. What are these? The thing is, for me, it's just like when it comes to the radiation, um, there are particular things that you can, can eat already and there are particular minerals that you can take. I don't think we need to actually go down the crystal route because when it comes to things like that, um, we just don't know whether it's in line with the word. And for me, if it's not in line with the word, I try and veer away from things that are... If you, if you can see whether there was some kind of scientific basis on this um, and whether when we go back because I normally go back to the scientists of like the 1900s or whatever, because generally most of them, um, they, they were, were God-fearing, they were Christians. They were Christians. Um, yeah. And if they, if they kind of, they did things, then it's generally that um, it's, it's in line with the word of God and they will show you where in the word it says that. And this is why I said, I go back to the oldies, but goodies, because generally now there's a lot of um, information out there. It's diluted. It's polluted. So I go back 
to the sources, these people who were like 1900s, 1800s, 1900s, 1920s, 1940s, they actually have information on things like fasting. They have information on things like to do with seeds, to do with growing, to do with crop rotation, to do with everything. And this, they've done it that way and they've kept it really simple. I think when we begin to actually um, complicate things, we don't really need to because God has already given us things. There's something called glutathione that, mm. that, we, that we can actually produce in our body that actually helps to get rid of toxic, toxic buildup. Um, so that's another mineral. Our bodies create, but God has made it that our bodies create what we need to defend it. But sometimes what we do is we actually go down the path of going out there somewhere to find the answer. The answer is actually in inside. Mm. And we, if we actually put what we need inside, our bodies will create what is necessary in order for us to be defended. And, and I think that's the way to go, really. Genesis chapter 1 says, says this very clearly from verse 28. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living things that move on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that the only face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. Interesting, isn't it? You know, I always saw our daddy creating the earth for us creating the environment for us so we could live in and providing everything that we need you know the bible clearly the bible clearly said that god would provide all our needs yeah. and it's quite interesting that in this situation is day and age we're living in when the growth of um genetic modify food uh, as you mentioned it plastic food is growing people are eating more of their food and as you can see in increased diseases, yeah, you know, around all is, over the world. That is a pandemic. It is. Th that is a it pandemic. Is. It is. is the, no, it's, it is a pandemic. It's something that, you know, our whole food system, the whole food chain that has been, been actually put into place, mm -hmm. it, that is a pandemic in itself because people are dying unnecessarily of heart disease, of cancers, of all of these different things, you know, obesity, diabetes, when all they all we need to do is eat the right food all we need to do is expose ourselves to the right lifestyle but the thing is what's happened is all of these things have been introduced to us and we've we just we're just on the treadmill and the thing is unless we something happens to us unless we're really ill we're critically ill or something happens to someone that we know and even when it does happen to someone we know it's not us so it doesn't really affect us but unless it really affects you as a person you don't get off the treadmill you just keep going and the thing is, it's important for us to know that to be, to be, to have all this sickness, that is a pandemic. To have all of this sickness is a pandemic. If our, if our systems were fed well, we were doing it and we were doing, growing our own crops and we we're doing all these things, all these things, it, they can't come near us. They can't touch us. They can't touch us anyway. But the thing is, they wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't fall ill in certain, certain senses. We just wouldn't. Um. To answer the question, somebody answered the question about the use option guide crystal here, and I just want to uh, read it, what has been mm. said here. So the Shungite is a composed of mostly carbon, which is a universal building block for life as we know it. And in 1996, it was discovered that it's the only natural mineral to contain fullness, a crystalline form of carbon and powerhouse antioxidant that neutralize free radicals. Okay. Very good. I didn't know about them. 
so yeah if the thing is for me if it's natural um it sounds good but also with all of these things what i always say to people what is good for one may not be good for another so it's important for you to find out through your bloods what you're lacking in because you could actually begin to take this and then you could find that it upsets your balance the balance that you have in your system everybody's ecosystem is different everybody's microbiome is different everyone's blood levels are different everyone's lifestyle is different so we cannot be all treated the same and this is why i always say about holistic health everyone's unique and everyone needs to be looked at in a unique manner so definitely with with things like that do get your bloods done um, find out what you're lacking mineral wise um, because you could put a mineral in your body and you'd be amazed at these little minerals what they do <laughs> um, they're powerhouses for example you're lacking zinc you can't think straight without zinc you know processes so many different so many of the body's processes with zinc and so many people are lacking it vitamin d for example there's no one vitamin c vitamin a all these different things vitamins that we could be lacking um, but everyone's different because everyone's stresses are different everyone everyone's exposures to life are different everyone's diets are different so we're all we could be lacking in different things so blood tests are extremely important so if you can get them done go to your doctors ask for b12 ask for vitamin d ask for you know to, to be checked for these things zinc ask for them to check your iron levels um because these are very important minerals and vitamins and if you're lacking in them you could find that you're just not functioning at 100 percent, and you don't know why you don't understand um, and that's it's because you're just lacking in maybe one or two or three things. Fantastic. Um, I just want to ask um, um, William who's to be here um, with us. Uh, do you have any other little tips um, that you would like to share in terms of uh, planting and, and gardening and, and, and you know, growing uh, before we, uh, we close this, this topic? Yes, one thing I was thinking about, and I was I was just actually trying to type it in the chat because, <laughs> but then I'll just say, about, um, there was a time when we lived in London and uh, we got some pumpkins from uh, some farmer called a Zimbabwean farmer, and they were really delicious pumpkins. And what we did is after eating them, we kept the seed. And I was able to plant pumpkins in my back garden at that time. Mm. And they were just amazing. They grew so easily and they were out of, out of just a couple of pumpkins that we had bought. We had a whole garden full of pumpkins. Wow. So every time I buy things like uh, melons and I take out the seed, I, I usually dry the seed mm. and you're able to plant that and have lots of seed from what you buy in the shops. Nice. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, babe, yeah. where, where can we find seed? I mean, okay. that's one way to find it, as, as mm. William mentioned mm. it, you know. Mm. Please feel free to send the address. It's called, what is it called? Zimbabwean. I think it's Zimbabwean farmer. I, I need to look it up on Google, but okay. uh, there was this guy called a Zimbabwean farmer. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I don't know exactly where his farm is, but he, mm. he tries to grow stuff that is. Uh, grown uh, quite commonly in Zimbabwe, like pumpkins, maize, you know, and all the African products that we, we get. Mm. That's useful. Is, is there another place where we can find seed as well? Yeah. The thing is, I was going to say about certain seeds, you, you can get hybrids of seeds. So the thing is, what will happen is that you may 
year year upon year you could try and possibly replant with those things and they wouldn't actually they wouldn't grow um so the thing is there's a place called real seeds um we'll send you the link as well and they they're they're they're, they're not they're not um hybrid seeds these seeds are you can use them year after year so what you can do is exactly what william did from your crop you take some of the seeds you dry them out and you use them uh, most of the seeds now what they're doing with, with with them gm seeds is that they're making it that they won't grow year after year or, or they're, they're kind of cross they're cross they're cross hybrids so there may be a bit of one plant and then a bit of an, something else in there so it's not the pure it's, it's keeping an heirloom seed to keep the seed intact in the sense of that the characteristic of that seed remains intact year upon year so it's not changing year on year so this is what heirloom seeds are um this place they they said they're only going to be operating for the next few years they they have a plan um and they 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 um they 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 studied all to do with all of these things and and they have a they have a reason why they grow everything they eat from the land um and the thing is this this is where we tend to get our our seeds from because they're probably one of the only places i don't know whether anyone else in england does them but i found them um, but they're real seeds so they they're not gm they're pure real seeds fantastic fantastic well i, I think that we pretty much um <laughs> said everything in that sense um is there any other things that you both would like to add um before we uh we close william william is anything no so we we, we didn't cover drying you know how we yes. can dry fruits uh, oh. using it you uh, i think that's what it's called uh, so uh, having the, the part longer by drying it or by freezing. Mm. I think so, drying the those are two ways we can the fruit the crop. Okay. That's true. Do you want to speak a bit about that, William? And then if I need to add anything, I will speak. Hello. I think we lost uh, we lost William for a second. Do you want to begin to talk about it, babe? And then Hello? William, uh, is uh, back. William, you're back. Okay. Do you want to talk to us briefly about the uh, drying and the freezing? Yes. Uh, um, I remember like in Zambia, we, where my sister lived in a flat, she had a, a neighbor who was of, uh, I think, Indian origin. Mm -hmm. And this lady used to dry her fruit out from the, um, on, on her patio. Mm. So I would say drying fruit would really help to preserve it and keep it for uh, a much longer time and possibly also freezing fruits like mangoes if we want to keep it longer. Okay. Hello? Hello, yeah. yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were, were talking about it before the show and we we're saying, yeah, we've always wanted to get one of these machines. Um, from Amazon where you can actually you can it, it's it looks like a little mini oven and but they're quite tall yes. and they have lots of different shelves in there and you can actually you can literally just dry you can dry anything you can dry apples you can dry bananas you can dry so it's literally 
takes the water content out of the fruit or the vegetable even um, and it's a really really good way to preserve fruits and vegetables and as William said about the other way of of doing that because in terms of fruit is when you grow fruit and you've and this, the beautiful thing about this is you'll have food that has been grown in season what's the name of this machine and how much it costs I'm just actually looking at it. it's a bit expensive this is why we don't have one yet <laughs> no um it's a dehydrator mm -hmm. machine and and you can get them they cost from 60 62 pounds so you can get a smaller one for 62 pounds um there's ones for like 45 pounds as well 45.99 hours and even 31.99 you've got like a small one that looks a bit like a steamer but it's around that size a bit bigger and you've got layers on that as well um so the thing is you know they are cost effective but it, the thing is is once you've grown your things i wouldn't buy anything before you've grown your things because at least you know what you're going to be um you're actually going to be using it for so they're dehydrated so literally they just take the water content out of the fruit and veg brilliant absolutely fantastic idea you know? so we'll send those details as well on the uh whatsapp um uh revelation our whatsapp if you know part of this whatsapp group and you would like to be part of the whatsapp group please email us your detail at info at revelationhour.co.uk and we will add it into the group but we will send all those links that marcia and william mm. uh mentioned as well i've got another question um somebody say i am low on iron on iron what herbs can i grow i don't have a garden um the thing is normally with iron it's just like things like um kale is 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 fantastic um it's really really full of iron it's got more iron and vitamin c than spinach um and that's if you were to go anywhere you remember popeye they would like spinach popeye they yeah. would always have iron and i think the thing is if you were to have kale but if i was going to say with kale be careful with kale if you have a thyroid problem so if you have anything to do with your thyroid going on um try not to eat too much of it but you would have to eat and consume a large amount for for it to start interfering with your thyroid um but kale is something that as william said earlier you can grow in a pot you can put it in your house you know these pots um you can actually you can get a pot from for like one pound two pound from um if you have the range near you we go to the range but if you don't wilkinson's and Wilco's they have pots lots and they've got a really good range of pots in there and they have like one where it sits on the ground and it's 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 almost like um it's it's like it's like it's not a circle it's not a, it's a semi-circle but you can actually it has sections in it that's what they had last year and I thought that is fantastic because you can actually have that in your house put a bit of soil in there and you can grow different things then not just kale um um you can eat beetroots um, things like that really really good because that grows underneath mm -hmm. the soil and you can get a really nice yield from that and seed wise you'll get a lot of seed for beetroot in one pack and that's the other thing about seed you get loads of seed for for in a pack for the yield that you would get the amount of amount of food that you would get back for the for the seeds that are in the pack it, it's just a no-brainer really you wouldn't really be it's, it's definitely more cost effective someone was saying is it expensive you'll get too much food it's just going to be a lot of food mm. for what you would actually what, what you would invest it's it's a lot mm -hmm. so but it's just the time growing it but then try and rotate it so that you've got certain things that you would grow at certain times so you've always got bits of food as well that's what i would say so 
you know, for example, grow things. Myself and William were speaking earlier about how quickly kale grows as well. Um, and William was saying he has seeds and he's going to grow some because it only takes about a month to grow kale, mm. which is fantastic for, for what it does. <laughs> it's just like, it's a no brainer really. Um, and it costs so much. And also the other thing that I was going to say is that you've got to be careful, for example, as well, if, you, if you're thinking, oh, I don't know whether I can be bothered to grow my own, um, things like kale, when it comes to the, thing, the crops that are sprayed the most, um, we, we have a list which is called the Clean 15 and, and the Dirty Dozen. So on the Dirty Dozen list, the Clean 15 are the foods, the, the crops that are not sprayed as much. So there's not really, you, when they were tested for residues of herbicides and pesticides, there weren't that much found on them. But on the Dirty Dozen list, there was more pesticides and herbicides found on them. So therefore, over time, they have more of a toxic, toxic effect on the body. And, and kale was the third highest on the list. So if you're buying kale from a shop, it's going to be, it's, it's quite highly likely that it's been sprayed and the residue is higher than it would. It's, it's on its third highest on the list. So it's worth growing your own um, for the safety of it and to know that it's organic and it hasn't been sprayed. Fantastic. Fantastic. A um, few questions here. Um, the name, the machine, what's the name of the machine it's called? It's a dehydrator. Dehydrator so has been put, put on the uh, food dehydrator. Somebody put it on the, yeah, on the chat. Excellent, yeah. So right. if you can just get access to that chat as well. Yeah. Um, also, um, the other things I was going to say as well, the other questions um, was, how do you dry fruit without sun? How do you dry food food without sun? Yeah. The same as a dehydrator. Okay, that's the one, basically. Yeah. You get a machine. Yeah, yeah. because you basically don't... all you're doing is taking the water content out of the fruit. Mm. So you have a dehydrator. The dehydrator is just what it says. It dehydrates whatever you put in it. So you can do fruit, you could do vegetables, you know, you could do whatever you want in there. You just have to slice it and put it on the shelves. I've got one more uh, chat as well, uh, question-wise as well. If we are still around during the mark of the bees, do we grow food or are we going to get food supernaturally? Um, I think that the purpose of this uh, revelation hour is to really becoming to be practical in a sense, to really prepare uh, an event, if it is not for us, for the next generation. I always look at it as a preparation, it's building this community, we need a community. So we need to learn to grow our own food. We need to learn to really practice that right now. Whether we get food supernatural like the like the Israeli did uh, that the Israeli did in the time of Moses, I have no idea. I can't answer that um, at the moment. I would love to think that God we <laughs> provide supernaturally, but I also believe that God has given us all the tool, the wisdom, the revelation. He has given us everything on this earth to be able to grow our own food as well. In that sense, um, now we will post everything uh, that we discuss it today. Um, in relation as when Marcel mentioned it, the dirty dozen and clean list on a WhatsApp group. So we will post everything on a WhatsApp group as well. Um, mm, <laughs> that was a question. Someone, spinach. Yeah, spinach. Yeah, spinach is like kale, easy to grow. Put it, pop it in a pot, very, very easy to grow. Grows really quickly. Um, so, so easy to grow. Less nutritional value than kale, I would say. Half the amount of vitamin C, um, still has great fiber content. And really good for, for us as well. I love spinach, not as strong as kale in the flavour. So really easy to eat. Eat it anywhere, eat it everywhere. Um, but yeah, easy to grow as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I think we're done. 
I will want to think we don't. William, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show uh, this morning and really share with us your insight and your expertise on growing our own vegetable as we really try to be more practical now. Uh, it's been lovely to hear from you. It's been lovely to, to hear from your, your back home history as well. And uh, really, feel free, guys, to send us more messages, WhatsApp, uh, will be sent all the all the all we talked about will be sent marcia thank you so much you're just a diamond i tell you thank you so much for all your information and i know that okay. there's so much more that god has given you to really input in terms of this and and i truly believe that god really wants to use you uh in this area of health uh nutrition as well and really to show us how we can better uh, our body can be better in uh, you know not only for the end times uh, for today, starting from today, really. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for really doing this input. And uh, guys, thank you so much for all your questions. All the questions were relevant and we learned so much. But what I would say, don't eat McDonald's anymore. I think you know, God give up that plastic food, really. So why don't we pray? Um, and William, as you hear, I'm just wondering, I really, you don't have to do it, but I just sense to ask you whether you would like to pray into this and as we close this. Would you give us the honor to pray? Yes, uh, no problem. I'll, I'll pray. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity for us to uh, be together, even through Revelation Hour. Mm-hmm. I pray, dear God, that what we've learned uh, will just um, encourage us to be people who will plant food, grow fruit, and even do a lot of research on what's best for us. Mm. And um, we've learned so much, Lord, today. I just pray that we'll put it into practice. Mm. Father, I pray that even in this time when the world is changing Mm. and uh, we've been forced to be at home, I pray we'll make best use of this time, oh God, not only to plant food, but to grow spiritually as well. Thank you, Father, for this time in Revelation Hour. Bless Marcia and Jean-Marc for hosting us. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Gaza, thank you so much again for listening. And again, we shall catch up with you uh, next week. We'll be sending the recording. So please, everything that we spoke about will be in the recording. And, and all the stuff that we mentioned will also be posted on our Revelation, our WhatsApp group. And again, if you have any comment, questions, Use a WhatsApp group or you can even use our email address info and revelationhour.co.uk. Babe, thank you very much. I'm going to go get my smoothie now, you know. Yes. I'm, re- I'm ready for it now. Yes. I'm ready for my smoothie. So thank you, guys. Thank you very much again. And God bless you and see you next week. Bye now. Okay.